This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. We're in the backyard, which is always so exciting for me. I'm not on Zoom. My guest is not on Zoom. We're in person and we're feeling great. Uh, there are no nature sounds. I almost wish there were, you know, I wish the birds were doing a little bit more today. You like to hear some, uh, what is it, squawking? I would love to have some squawking right now, but we've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's get into it. I'm very excited about our guest. I'm, it's, I'm just always through the roof in person because it's just a rare treat at this point. And our guest is a rare treat. It's Jenny Yang. Oh, my goodness. Jenny. I love that introduction. A Welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you so much for having me. I love that I get to meet you. You know, we both work in comedy, and I'm very surprised we hadn't met before. We should have crossed paths much, much earlier. And we live very close to each other. We, maybe we've crossed paths at the grocery store for all I we know. know. Like the like the expensive specialty grocery store <laughs> that is... You will <laughs> never find me at the expensive specialty grocery store, Jenny. <laughs> I will be, you'll find me at the clearance rack at Target. Really? Yes. You're like, I want some Target deli slices. <laughs> Can you get some tel deli meats, some raw chicken from Target? <laughs> <laughs> you'll find me at the nice uh, grocery store longing for the goods, Aww. looking at, but then being like, I can't do it. But I think it depends on what you like to spend your money on. I like to spend my money on food. And I don't like to spend my money on anything. Oh. So that's, a, <gasps> although I do I go, that. I like to go out to dinner. Yes. Uh, so I guess that, I mean, maybe that's my thing. Okay. So when you say food, yeah. you like to spend money on like nice groceries to make yourself food or? All of it. All of it. All of it. Do you want, you want to show me 20 different types of olive oils? Let's go. <laughs> How Let's many olive go. oils are in your cabinet right Vinegars, now? Honestly, there's only three. Yep. That's three more than I've got. Bridget, <laughs> <laughs> we're learning about your lifestyle. I, well, wait a minute. I thought this was a lifestyle podcast. I thought we were going to talk about my skincare routine. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. It's happened before, Jenny. <laughs> Don't get me on the skincare. We'll be talking about Davino for the next three hours. So. Um, okay, so you have three olive oils. Yep. Do you use them for specific purposes? purposes? There's some that is like better for dressing. Okay. And then some that's just for basic cooking. But I've been cooking more with sort of neutral oil. Some, I do own flaxseed oil, Ooh. coconut oil, peanut oil. Oh, my God. You know. Peanut oil. What are you? I know some places will cook uh, like a French fry in a peanut oil. Yeah. What else would they be cooking it in? Um, Vegetable it's, oil? You know, it's, yeah, it's like good high heat frying. Oh. Um, I recently ran out of uh, peanut butter, my natural organic peanut butter. Right. So I made my own almond butter with the toasted salted almonds i got from costco oh ground that in my little vitamix mixer threw in a little peanut oil for a little moisture that sounds phenomenal anyway guys listen this is not a lifestyle podcast i'm very Yo, disappointed it is now. i don't know this why is, i'm getting into the details this is an almond homemade almond butter podcast <laughs> Uh, as far as I'm concerned, because that I haven't had dinner yet. It is only 530, uh, <laughs> but I'm starving. Oh. What time do you eat dinner? It depends on how I'm feeling. 
really. So, but like on the earlier side, okay. but it depends on what I'm doing. I, I I don't mind eating at any hour of the day. Right. But when, Truly. You, when you say earlier, you're imagine you're speaking to an 85 year old man because my I feel like my dinner habits are around uh, you know a real. Five thirty life uh, <laughs> person. Uh, five thirty. Well, okay. Five thirty is not that often for me. But I, I'm happy to start eating dinner at five thirty. Yeah. Six o'clock. If I'm not eating dinner at six fifteen, something has gone drastically wrong. Oh. And I'm mad. Uh, I'm hungry, and I'm having a hard time deciding what to eat. Yeah. No. Um. I I do feel like I can only really get along with people who need to kind of t- get a move on to eat if they're hungry. Otherwise. It's tough. It's tough building that relationship. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there are people who have start, they have dinner at 8 30, 9 o'clock, and I just don't even know where we're coming from with that lifestyle. <laughs> what? You're waiting till 9 o'clock to order dinner? It's so European. I mean, honestly, yeah. you know, this is the Spanish at 9 30. At 9 30, they're just having a little aperitif, and then they're going to roll into like a dinner. You know what I mean? What time are they going to bed? Uh, I don't know, midnight, one o'clock. But these people are having a big luxurious lunch. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, I just honestly, I do aspire to a European lifestyle in America if we can. Right. But we don't have the health care for it. We certainly don't. We don't. And so to have a nice one of these romantic nine <laughs> moonlit dinners, I'm basically eating dinner under the noon sun. Um, and I would love to change that, but I think I'm a little... I, it's kind of burned into my personality at this point. Yeah, harsh shadows are not romantic. Not at all. <laughs> uh, but look, a good meal is, and so I guess that compensates. What was the last, like, what are you cooking at home? <gasps> what am I cooking? Um, I'm I'm trying to cook vegetarian and vegan because Ooh. my fiance, it's very recent. Oh, congratulations. My fiance. That's a, I bet that's a hard thing to say initially. I don't like fiance. Beyonce, <laughs> he um, is vegetarian, very long time vegetarian. And uh, I do like meat. Right. We're like opposites. I like meat and vegetables. He's a vegetarian who doesn't eat vegetables. Oh no. He's like an unhealthy <laughs> vegetarian where it's like, you could be living such a vibrant, healthy lifestyle with all these vegetables you can eat. And instead you're eating like uh, corn chips. Everything has to have ranch or cheese on it. Right. It's very American. Compensating for the lack of meat. That's right. So, but um, um, what did I make recently? Um, I like to take leftover sauces from Asian foods I order to go. Sure. And then like mix those sauces with the rice that I made. Oh, delicious. Do you understand that that is the, the shortcut to good living? You are you are talking to the right person. <laughs> the amount of weird sauces that I just have from like takeout, I save every little sauce and yes. I look for opportunities Bridget, to use thank it. thank you. It's why, why wouldn't you? They're the perfect portion. You're not buying a giant jar of it. Are you cooking for a family of 10? No. No, no, never. No. I mean, that I've, I don't know. I want to know what path I go down to have a family of 10 at this point. <laughs> um, but no, I save every sauce. My It really bothers my boyfriend, but I have at least two shelves of my fridge that are just random little plastic things. They they are not official sauces. They are from the takeout. Also, yeah, you know, my boyfriend will go to Chipotle. I'll say, please bring me home a pico de gallo. I'm going to make guacamole with it later. Then I don't have to chop up tomatoes and onions. I'm giving people the advice they need to hear. <laughs> That will save time, money, and stress. And then I give myself little assignments. Like Speaking what? of sauces. Like oh, during the pandemic, it's a pandemic thing maybe. <laughs> I looked at my, my stack of condiments from takeout and I was like, what would it take for me to cook this down? <laughs> I was like, I see sriracha. Oh. I see black vinegar. I see soy sauce. I see ketchup deli mustard what can we do you know what i mean it's chopped welcome to your chopped life chopped condiments edition and i loved it i loved it i was like inspired i felt it's like a creative process i liked it yeah you've just got to get creative i mean they're just ingredients they're just they happen to be in strange little packages yeah i mean i mean if you talk to me long enough any cooking solution is going to involve just throw it in some fried rice of course. That's Fried really rice <laughs> is truly the quicksand of foods where it's just like, I will put anything in this and it will, it'll be delicious. I, uh, I worked at a restaurant uh, for a couple of years oh. and 
the cooks would make me fried rice and it got out of control. The, really? the things I was, I mean, I was essentially eating four meals just buried in fried rice. Wait, what kind of, what cuisine of restaurant was this? A Thai restaurant. Oh, okay. Simply Thai, Sandy, Utah, free advertising. <gasps> Simply Wonderful Thai, Thai restaurant in Utah. Yes. Fantastic Thai restaurant. Uh, I was a waiter. I've, uh, I do not have cooking skills. Obviously, was not back there cooking, but the wonderful cooks. When I was hungry, uh, I'm putting cashews. I'm putting pineapple. I'm putting uh, every ingredient into the fried rice. Wait a minute. What was the most common question you would get in Utah at a Thai restaurant? There wasn't one. Oh. There wasn't a most really. I, I what would you assume? I mean, I, I let me question my own assumptions about the casual possible bigotry <laughs> of a Utah Thai restaurant, <laughs> a patron, <laughs> and their questions. I let me let me back that up. I apologize to the imaginary bigot I had in my head of the Utah patron. I, I will say. Uh, uh, no, there were there was n- nothing. I mean, th- I there was one customer who I absolutely despised. <gasps> a regular, Lo- a regular customer, Ooh. car salesman. Uh-huh. Um, the worst person I've ever met. And he would order. We would. Uh, they, we had like a fresh spring roll, you know, and uh, not yeah. like a fried spring roll. Right. Uh, Rice he, paper wrapped. Right, right. Delicious fresh vegetables, that kind of thing. Yeah. He would request them. No vegetables, just pure meat inside. And <laughs> he was essentially asking us to make him sausage. Uh, I despised this person. Um, so that, that's the one person that probably the person you were picturing when you asked that question. That guy was definitely him because he would get that and peanut sauce. And it was just like, why are you? What? Just go get some sausage links and peanut butter and eat those at the car dealership. Because this is what you're requesting is not Thai food. It's uh, the um, it's truly like kids made dinner. You know, it's like mom and dad are gone. We're putting meat in a roll and putting in peanut butter. Hate him. I'm glad he's not part of my life anymore. Oh, my God. That is an incredible request. The audacity. Truly, that was the the person I was imagining when I asked you that question. (laughs) Just a boorish car salesman. (laughs) Yes. Despised him. There was another car salesman who was very nice, uh, but was very creepy and would take one of our cooks to Wendover, Nevada to like gamble. And those two had a weird relationship. But I loved her. And he was just like a weird old man. Was it sexual? I don't think it was. I think they just she had was a, a weird... She, she was a young Thai woman. She was a young Laotian woman. Laotian woman. Um, he was an older white man. 75, but like, I think past uh, being interested in sex. I mean, truly, no shame in your game, you know, young Laotian woman. Right, like, go for it. It's like she didn't need um, sugardaddy.com. Right. She just wanted a ride to Wendover. Yeah. And I, uh, she, she's uh, the person who would make my fried rice the most often. Fantastic person. Aww. You know, I'm, we, love, we love some gambling in the Pacific Rim. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, my God. Everything's a game. Make it a game. We love it. Do you like to gamble? No, not at all. I hate I'm gambling. very low risk. Me too. Yeah. Like when you're like, um, I need things to happen at a certain time. I don't spend a lot of my money. That's <laughs> me. Except I spend it on like matching bright like like sweatsuits and food. like what you're in currently. Yeah. Yeah, you like to you like to put your money where you know you're going to have a result. Exactly. Otherwise, I just I don't, you know, I just had this conversation about like financial literacy and like how you budget and stuff and I was just like I am probably the most cons- like conservative with my money compared to other people. Oh, interesting. I you know, Ethereum. Right. I was going to say Quibi, but I, it was, I was thinking Bitcoin. <laughs> I was thinking. I was, I, <laughs> well, you could probably adopt uh, Quibi now as a new cryptocurrency. Yeah. I bet you could just use that word for a new. I mean, the, the company's dead. We all know the word. Brand recognition. It counts for something. Quibi did sound like a cryptocurrency. But anyway, like, you know, like everyone's like, you know, it's like that <laughs> energy. And it's like part of me is like, yeah, maybe I want to make more money, but it's scary without doing anything. Like, it's like if I pull a lever, just like a little lever, will I will make money. That's right. weird to me. I'm very it's very not concrete. Right. I need money those... is fake already. You know what I mean? Right. It's already enough of an illusion to yeah. add another <laughs> illusion element to it. It's 
too much for my brain to comprehend. Yeah. And I start to panic. Yeah. Someday I'm going to get into crypto. I'm sure we all will. We're all going to be trapped in that nightmare. It's coming for us. Well, it seems like everyone's going to live in the cloud at some point. I feel like we're all just moving everything into the cloud, whatever right. that is. It's like the Matrix. I do like to refer to, you know, early 2000, late 90s <laughs> films, if you <laughs> care. But I, you know, it's like we're all going to just physically be in a pod. Yes. But our spirit and consciousness will be living in a cloud. I, I mean, I feel like that must be a remotely realistic possibility i mean i've seen the episode of black mirror yeah i'm just saying this is where we're going anyway yeah i don't know skincare it's too routine? much for me to skincare, skincare routine? routine is this where we're <laughs> sorry yeah well you know being in the cloud you don't have to worry about your skincare no. routine anymore no That's... you just click on your avatar switch right. your profile photo right yeah what will it be i don't want to know i that my fear is being immortal in a computer but you know what I did, though? I feel like I did live that life. A lot of people did. People who are like really into gaming um, during the, the beginning of the pandemic when we had nothing to do. And I was like super depressed. Right. I never played video games, really. But I got into Animal Crossing. That's right. You did the um... I did a, a stand up comedy show inside the video game. Right. I'm not even plugging that because we're not even doing that anymore. This is <laughs> don't think of me like a plugger. OK, I'm not the car salesman who demands a meaty <laughs> spring roll. OK, I just. I'm sorry I said the term meaty spring roll. <laughs> it sounded like a euphemism. Well, he never apologized for it. So, look, I don't, I, I don't Maybe I shouldn't you either. Yeah, I don't think you should own but it, it. But yeah, um, I'm not just trying to put in a plug here for uh, a show I don't no longer produce. But I used to do a show inside a Zoom. The biggest, funnest, like, unmuted Zoom meeting. Oh, my God. That sounds you know, wonderful. Just imagine, like, Margaret Cho with me puppeteering her in this little <laughs> avatar character that we dressed up in her likeness. In this, like, you know, like... A basement um, comedy club that I created piece by piece oh. in this virtual island, and um, <laughs> Margaret in the corner, and a little you know picture in picture talking with her face, and then me puppeteering her her actions. That is, I think, it was that is delightful. The most practical use of Animal Crossing that there ever will be. You know, like most people are just like picking out the wallpaper or whatever, yeah. uh, and chopping wood. Do you chop wood in the game? Of course, uh, but Bridger, you see. Even in a pandemic, when I'm wallowing in my depression, I cannot let myself not be productive. I think that's fine. <laughs> I, I must I, have a goal in my... I'm. You're supposed to just live in that world like a cute Sims. But no, me, even though I'm sad, I had nothing else to do. I had to be like, what kind of projects am I really going to be doing here? How do I continue my career? It's a sickness. All I'm saying is it's a sickness and I don't welcome that for anyone. I don't wish it upon people. You know, I'm a recovering overachiever. It's fine. But think of all the joy you brought. I did. And People I am very it. proud of that. No, I am very proud of that. It brought right. joy to me. I mean, honestly, like it was it was a social it was like a socializing opportunity. And like it like made my mental health better. Right. And I imagine what's the raccoon's name? Is it Tom Nook? Yes. I'm uh, like, why do you know this? I wanted to like Animal Crossing so badly. Yeah. I love there was a game called Harvest Moon that I used to love. Oh, uh, it was a farming game. Yes. And I imagined that and I love the Sims. Yes. Uh, I imagined that Animal Crossing would kind of scratch the same itch, but for yeah. whatever reason, didn't click for me. But I loved all the, I loved. Yeah, of course, I love that there's a game with a raccoon named Tom Nook that gets after you or whatever. Yes. Yeah. It feels so up my alley. Maybe that's the problem. I don't know. It's too on the nose for you. Right. And now it's kind of passed me by. No, it's fine. I feel like we're back out in the world, right. at least, you know, to the degree that you feel comfortable. Um, you know, I do, I'm doing shows again. I'm right. like, you know, doing stand up shows again. And you just want to make sure people have little wipes, little alcohol wipes. Yes, you got to have the wipes. Or, or little, you know, microphone covers that are, that are, uh, swappable. But yeah, I don't know. Jenny, look, we've got to talk about something else. Yeah. What? This I, is your. Hold on. I feel like this is too much of a pause. Like, like I feel like I need to like brace myself. <laughs> brace yourself, Jenny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have something I'd like to talk to you about. I invited you to my house. Yeah. So excited to have Jenny to the backyard. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, and you show up, you're wearing this phenomenal sweatsuit. I was so excited. Uh, essentially, I was distracted um, by the suit. And then my eyes narrowed in on something. You were carrying a little package. Look, this podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. 
I obviously know that. Our producer, Annalise, knows that. And I feel like there's been some miscommunication um, because you agreed to be on the show and then you show up holding what, for all intents and purposes, appears to be a gift. It's a gift, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a gift. Um, well then- I wanted you to like me, but then I forget that <laughs> for you to like me, I have to not give you a gift, but it got very confusing. Well, look, uh, friendships are complicated. Yeah, okay. Um, socializing is difficult. Yeah. And we're all bound to make a mistake sooner or later. One amazing thing about me yeah. is my deep well of uh, ability to forgive. I've learned to forgive time and time again. Oh, I love that. I kind of just try to look at each person as deeply imperfect. Yeah. And say, look, we're going to work with this. Yeah. Do you want me to open this gift here? I would like that. I mean, if you can forgive me, which I really appreciate. Already did it way ahead of you. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I would love it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, I'm going to, it's a very tidy little brown paper, uh, beautifully wrapped with kind of, is this like a twine? It's a type of twine. I love a twine and I've never seen a twine in this, it's all, is it aquamarine, would you say? Yeah, sort of in the teal aquamarine I'm going to just take a small picture of the gift because it's so, some guests really fall apart. You know, people will come on this thing and bring an item that's, I'll just say it poorly wrapped. This is not poorly wrapped. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, unwrap it here. I'm going to... It requires a little doing. Yeah, this is... I should have brought a... You know, pair of scissors. I need the scissors. Okay, we're getting, getting in here. Oh, listen to that wrap. Ooh! This crunchy. It's time for the ASMR. What? What is this? I'm dazzled immediately. This... Okay. You're you're just going... Okay. The the box this is in is phenomenal. It's It's called Affirmators. And it's 50 affirmation cards to help you help yourself without the self-helpiness. And then there's a small rabbit in a beautiful shirt riding a unicorn over a rainbow. This is dazzling. Thank you. Wait, okay. I aim to dazzle. (laughs) Tell me more. You know, I'm really into self-help stuff, even though I also like to make fun of it. Right. And so, um, you know, uh, sometimes I'll pick up a little, little thing here and there. Sometimes I'll be given a thing here and there. Sometimes I'll be gift, you know, um, influencer gifted a thing here and there. Right, right. Uh, I'll be honest. I did not pick that out for you. <laughs> I appreciate was, this honesty. It was in the gift stash. <laughs> you have a gift stash. I do. Yeah. Um. You know, I have a little gift stash of things that are so cute that I don't want to use it, but I want. I know there's other people who would love it. That's so smart. So you just like. Uh, on occasion, we'll see something at the store or whatever. Yeah. Be like, that could be in a, in a future gift. Yeah. Like a little you, thing. I, that's something I could probably pick up on. I have like 10 things. It's not even huge. Right. You know? And so, do Don't you be a replenish hoarder. it? Don't be a hoarder. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of, this podcast is kind of forcing me into hoarderism. <laughs> that's true. You're getting a lot of gifts. Uh, <laughs> it has become a problem. We're going to have to have a community yard sale or something at some point. Um, But that's such a, that is a smart idea because I, when buying gifts, especially for people who I don't know that well, or like their, I don't know their tastes that well. Yeah. I will panic. It's, I, I hate it. I hate gift giving. I truly do. It's not the love language that my family grew up with. What is your love language? Cash. Cash. Oh, I love it. Or, um, or lack of pain. (laughs) Oh, well, la- lack of like service disapproval. or something. Lack of disapproval uh, <laughs> is my reward for doing well. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. right. We're, we for aren't existing. disappointed in you. Yeah. And you're like, you're uh, just filled with love. Exactly. <laughs> that is a nice feeling when someone's not disappointed in me. Oh my God, I'm through the roof. I'm like, I, I, I did bare minimum for you? Fantastic. You're not 
mad or you're not sad or I think that's a wonderful love language. It is one of them. Yes. Um, but back to self-help stuff. So you do love self-help stuff. I do because, you know, I, I'm an I'm a immigrant kid. I, I, I came to America from Taiwan when I was five and I had two much older brothers and the rest of my family didn't acculturate as fast as me. I'm right, just a right. little five year old, just like learning the ABCs. Right. You know, and so um, I very early on in my life had to figure everything out. Just I translated for my family, you know, all of that. So, so to me, um, books are great. If I don't know something about America, I'll look at a book, you know, most Americans won't do that. Yeah. You know, (laughs) for sure. I took a citizenship test. I for sure know a lot more civics than some people. hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, um, I, I've always sought like sort of outside authority to to um, teach myself anything from the inside out. And so um, when I got to college and I realized I had repressed trauma that I needed to process, I uh, sought out the language and the advice of um, self-help books and therapists. And, and that helped so much. And so I just always would rely on that. When you are not raised in a way that you are well equipped for adulthood, you must seek those. You must seek that training Elsewhere. yourself. Yes. I, I mean, and I think that that actually is most people. <laughs> I mean, self-help, I think that there must have been some point in the 80s or 90s when self, there was some weird nightmare version of self-help, which created kind of this thing that we make fun of. Yeah. Um, but then like, I guess maybe, maybe just getting older, you realize, oh, most of these things have some, some useful thing in your life. I guess people are like, they look at Tony Robbins or whatever, right. screaming at people in an audience. It's like, oh, I don't yeah. want that. Yeah. Um, but look, as much as I make fun, I get sucked into the, even, even the most bare minimum, the Instagram infographics. I'm oh. looking at them. Oh my God. So much wisdom today and beautifully curated infographics where is it coming from though where i feel like there's a giant machine that's just putting four different colors of pastel together with whatever therapy advice it's gleaned from the internet like who are the people behind the endless infographics i i feel like um you know after everyone had access to microsoft paint (laughs) It's like before Microsoft Paint and after Microsoft Paint. The technology jumped far enough that anyone with any sense of, you know, motor skills could figure out how to like design and communicate words and images. So I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of graphic designers out there who just want to get their message out and their art out. Right. And it's like, here are 10 reasons your partner is going to kill you or whatever. And it's like, okay, this all makes Kind of makes sense. My yeah. partner's going to kill me. Or here's my visual spin on a Rumi quote. <laughs> right. right. Or a Maya Angelou bit yes. of wisdom, you know? And all of these things are, have some value. Yeah. No. So I will save a good, oh, I love, I love a holistic psychologist quote on Instagram. <laughs> I love the holistic psychologist. They put up little things about codependency. I'm like, yes, <laughs> tell me why I suck, you know, whatever. You know, and uh, it, it, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all good. It's very helpful. So um, anyway, I, whenever I like would have a bad breakup, whenever like, I'm like, Ooh, this is some of this is me. I would just try to be single. And then whenever I had the itch to like text an old flame, mm-hmm. right. Or, or go out and troll for Dick, <laughs> I would, I would just try to stop that. You know, the way that you would hear people put a little rubber band around their wrist and snap it oh, when, they're, sure, yeah. when they're craving smoking. I would do that. But with self-help books, I'd be like, don't do the text. <laughs> Open up. Like the way people treat the Bible. Sometimes I just open up a page <laughs> and just put my finger down and just who knows when God's going to speak to me, you know, and then you put it. So that's what I'll right. do. I'll, I'll open a self-help book and just scan until, you know, randomly until I see something that resonates and then I'll just end up crying. <laughs> and then if I feel a little better. Do you have like a go-to self-help book? Is there like a, oh, an all time? Oh, I have some, I have a, a suite of self-help books, but I do have a top four. I do highly Let's recommend. I'd love to hear them. Um, um, I would say my core curriculum included, um, ugh, by the way, I'm just, just forgive me. A lot of these, a lot of these self-help book people, they don't, 
they're not good at marketing, but they're so the titles are bad. Right. So a little cringe, but like um, one of my favorites was Loving Him Without Losing You. Oh, I like this. You know, I like which this. I love that. And that was really good for like disappearing women. I mean, you know, I think they probably updated it to be sort of not gender specific, right. but um, but it is sort of a, a woman centric how we're socialized and, you know, tend to be codependent or whatever. So that was very helpful. It's about, you know, really finding your true self and um, not really needing to, you know, find a relationship to define who you are. And then my second one that I really liked was, why does he do that? <laughs> like, it truly sounds like why a writer's room, like a, a comedy writer's room said, we need joke titles why? for therapy books, self-help books. And it's like, <laughs> That, but that is actually for anyone that's been in a relationship with a man. It, I mean, it's a very good question. It's a, constantly on the mind. Why does he do that? That's truly a book that I have like dog-eared, highlighted. It's it is a is written from a man who ran um, support groups with male abusers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's like so he was like through these conversations and these groups that I led, I have been able to really break down the psychological framework that drives an abusive man. Wow. It was amazing. The, the, the main kernel I got from it is, no, it's not because he had a terrible childhood. There's plenty of people who are mm-hmm. terrible from childhood or who had a terrible childhood who end up not being abusive. Right. The, the, the key that makes someone abusive is, the, is their value system and their belief system. Right. You know, Something. and that helped me a lot. Like, do you believe that you, you are entitled to treating a certain person a certain way or a certain type of person a certain way? Right. right. It is a belief. It is a choice. So that's a very Again, fundamental takeaway. It's like these titles. It's like it totally <laughs> discounts all this valuable, like in, very serious information. But I guess it's just hard. Titles are hard. Titles are hard. Why guys. does he do that? Why does he do that? Okay, <laughs> number uh, two. That's number two. three. Number three is um the classic artist way. Oh, of course. Beautiful. We all love the artist. What way. an influential um book to define what it means to support a creative life. Yes. And then um we have finally um the the war of art. Oh, of course, another great one for really good one in the creative, or even if you're not in a creative yeah. field. Yeah. Anything that requires a level of either productivity or creativity in anything. Uh, it's really about like talking about psychologically, what are you doing to yourself to block yourself from just right. acting or trying to do something? See, both of those are the last two titles you mentioned are perfectly fine. But I think it's because they basically just say exactly what it is. Yeah. The why first, does he do that? Yeah, Why does he do that should just be called this is why he's abusive. <laughs> that feels like a clearer title. Uh, not corny, and it's just get to, to the heart of the matter. And what was the first one you mentioned? Loving him, loving him without, without losing, losing you. you. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that. I don't know what the title of that becomes. Yeah, what do we? What are our alts Let's for that? See. One? Loving him without losing you. Uh, oh, I, I, that's titles are tricky. Don't Bureau, take his shit. Don't take his shit. Don't put self. up a be your own self. Uh, don't, you don't need him, right? You don't. You don't need him. It's an excellent. <laughs> I, I, I imagine these two titles. Why does he do that? And you don't need him. Just having an argument. <laughs> just having a very deep conversation. Just two books facing each other, just bickering. You don't need him. <laughs> Why does he do that? You don't need him. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I've got. Okay, I've got these affirmators. It's shrink wrapped for those who can't see. It's yeah. shrink wrapped, and um. So I just. I, so of- I'm curious about what's inside as well. Did my look to my rat past and opened it with my teeth. Oh, I love this is a nice little It looks like a fancy little deck of tarot cards, but it's not. Right. You know? How to use these cards. Uh, There's no wrong way to use these cards. You Um, don't want to start a... Then I'm going to just disregard the rest of the uh, directions if you tell me that. (laughs) Oh, it says, turn them face down on a table in front of you and shuffle them the way a three-year-old would. Okay, specific. Uh, As you mix the cards around, close your eyes. You mean throw them willy-nilly and then have your mom step on them in the middle of the night? We're giving a lot of credit to (laughs) three-year-olds. Three-year-old is essentially a baby. If you've seen a three-year-old recently, they do not have the motor skills to shuffle cards. So I would call anyone who is um, under the age of 18 a baby. Oh, absolutely. They don't have the skills. No. Uh, Sufficient look, frontal lobe or motor skills. I'm barely able to shuffle a deck of cards. Anyway, it says, mix the cards around, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and silently ask uh, the cards, that the cards give you a message that you will benefit from in this moment. 
then reach in, pull a single card, and feel confident this is the card for you. Should I give it a shot? <gasps> oh my gosh! Ask it a question. I think, are, I think you are going to have to do this as well. So no, just, it's your gift. Jenny, it's okay, our fine, gift. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Don't leave me alone here. Okay, so I've already forgotten how to do this. Okay, so basically, I mean, the shortcut is you shuffle the cards, think about your question, put your energy into it, as one says, okay. in this realm right, right. of cards. and um, Like a three-year-old. Okay. How do you shuffle them like a three-year-old? Doing my three-year-old. Well, you just get like a lot of syrup on your hands and yeah. touch everything. I, I guess they're like, as opposed to a Las Vegas casino dealer. <laughs> Is that, are we saying we don't want an accordion shuffle? <laughs> I wish I could do the accordion shuffle. Okay, this feels... Shuffled? I want to... Okay. Keep going, you got it. Close your eyes and okay. take a deep breath. <sighs> I'm taking the call. Oh, I have to ask it a question? Yeah. Okay. What will benefit me in this moment? This is what it's going to say. I'm about to announce there's kind of a gray cloud with a smile on its face and it says gentleness. Okay. I speak with gentleness and I listen with gentleness. This is very podcast oriented. <gasps> uh, mm. I align with the gentlest part of myself and I take joy in being receptive, open and unafraid. I am like a baby deer who's best friends with a baby elephant. I say that all the time. <laughs> Everyone knows that about me. The baby elephant wraps its little trunk around my shoulders and we lie down gently on the grass, daydreaming and talking about what sorts of humans the clouds look like. That's very nice. That was the most pleasant imagery that I have. Jenny, you have I to just, do this. I just finished watching Squid Game and I really needed that. <laughs> That's an intense show. I've only watched one episode and I'm I'm like bringing myself back. I feel so behind the rest of truly 90% of the world has watched at this point. It's, this is my journey. You're gentle. The... You just put the you just pull the card. You're too gentle for Squid Game. I am tough as nails. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna watch Squid Game. But, but gentle does not imply lack of toughness. That's is all true. I'm saying. Okay. Send it out to the world. That's those are not competing things. Gentleness is my power. Okay. Yeah. Shuffle the cards. Yeah. And let's see what's happening with you. Jenny is doing her best three-year-old shuffle. You know what? As opposed to shuffling like a three-year-old, I'm going to shuffle like... Oh, this a, is very pro. Like a Vegas dealer, okay? This is, this is how I live, all right? Very least, this is Reno skill level. Listen, um, the Chinese oh. diaspora understand that you, know, you must know how to shuffle cards appropriately. Oh, I feel so shamed right now. My <laughs> shuffling was the most rudimentary. I am not doing this to shame you, Bridget. Well, we don't always do things on purpose to shame others. Sometimes we do it by mistake. Oh, okay. So now I ask it a question. You say, uh, you ask it uh, the best thing for you in this moment. Oh, what is the best thing for me in this moment? <sighs> the card I drew says, <gasps> playfulness. <laughs> it looks like a little like bootleg Mary Poppins. <laughs> She looks like a governess um, in a cartoon and says playfulness. I am playful. I am a playful participant in life. And I always have the option to make something a fun game rather than a heavy burden. Ooh. Mary Poppins puts sugar in the medicine for a reason. That lady really knows how to party. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's writing this? Who gets paid to write this? <laughs> this is what this is the thing I'm going to show my parents when when they're like, what can you do to get be when you're a comedian? What do you get paid to do? <laughs> what kind of jobs can you get? I'm gonna show them this card. And I'm gonna say, do you see how this is so delightful? <laughs> the command of the English lang language, the reference to pop culture. <laughs> wow! So you a bootleg Mary Poppins? Yeah, I love it though. I love I love that in this moment I need playfulness. It's what we're doing. We're playing. We're out here playing. Does yeah, it? you feel like a playful. I mean, the I Animal Crossing thing. I feel like you live a life of playfulness. And I love putting sugar in medicine. That's literally what I do when I perform stand-up comedy. <laughs> right. I mean, did anybody ever put sugar in actual medicine? That's the big question. I feel like they did. I feel like that was... Yeah, probably the entire, up until probably the 20th century, most medicine was just sugar. Right. Sugar and alcohol. Yeah. Sugar, alcohol, and uh, sassafras. <laughs> That's just a word that occurs to me. Licorice bark, you know? Licorice bark, yeah. A lot Everything was a tonic. Bitter root. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, interesting. So your playfulness, I'm gentleness. I love that. Gentle at least playfulness. in the moment. In the moment. That's what we need right now. I agree. 
you know, things can get heavy and I always can rely on um, being feeling feeling a little frivolous. Right. Right. I like that. I love this game. I, or I guess it's not so much a game, but as a, it's a now just my life uh, teacher. It is a way of life. I told you this is we're turning this into a lifestyle podcast. (laughs) You will do anything in your power to turn this into a lifestyle. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I I secretly want to just be Gwynny and run my own goop. Of course. Who doesn't? Martha Stewart living. You know, any one of these people who get to have their own limited run magazines every month at the grocery store (laughs) with their face on it. I'm like, who's buying this? Who's buying this? I don't have enough crossover appeal to truly be Not Rachel yet. Ray. Rachel Ray. Yep, you know what I mean? Right. Like Rachel Ray, she has a magazine. Why? Rachel Ray at this point, I feel like is largely just in the dog food game. Yeah. She's got her own line of dog food. It's right. Is that true? Or am I making that up? No. Okay. <laughs> it's not true, probably. But, you know, any one of these lifestyle gurus <laughs> that kind of go into like print media. Right. I would love. I mean, nothing would make me happier than to be a Martha. Ah, let me be on. What is it? She's in Connecticut or something. New Hampshire. Something like that. Hill, I think is where she lives. And then she's on Instagram, barely communicating her thoughts and feelings. Always. And then riding like a lawnmower around. Because I I feel like she's been in the influencer game so long. So it only makes sense that, you know, as she's adapted to social media and as she's gotten older, it's like you're you're Martha Stewart. You don't have to prove anything. You could Mm -hmm. truly just be a vibe. That's all she needs to do. She doesn't have to communicate anything, but just smolder to the camera in her huge pool. Oh, my God. You know, do collabs with like, you know, weed smoking. um, It's incredible. You know, fucking Snoop Dogg. I don't know. One of these days I'm going to cross paths with Martha Stewart and it's going to change lives it's going to change both of our lives it's going to change everyone else's life <laughs> book it actually uh, speaking of uh self-help things i have an app called the pattern yes it recently told me i'm going to find uh, uh inner happiness in february of 2022 so put it on your calendars folks you have to check in i'm gonna i am putting it on my calendar okay. i'm gonna ask you february of 2022 I, that's what i do i will put it on my google calendar <laughs> I only have a few months left before I have inner happiness. Do you feel inner happiness now? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I am as far from inner happiness as you, as you possibly could get. Have you ever felt inner happiness? It's a good question. I think I do feel inner happiness for about four minutes every morning after I have coffee and breakfast and then uh, retreat to whatever my actual inner turmoil is. Right. But, you know, the coffee, the caffeine clicks in, mm-hmm. got a breakfast in my stomach. No one's bothered me yet today. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I like that. Do you have inner happiness? I do. Most of the time? I, I think so. Oh. At least half. Wow, I do have to say that's number. a good amount. And I'm very happy with that. It used to not be like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I've read a lot of self-help books. Right. I've done lots more. of journaling. Look, playfulness. Let's play a game. Yeah, okay. It's time to play a game. Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. Let's play a game called Gift or a Curse. Uh, I need a number between one and ten from you. Oh, let's do a six. Okay, I have to do light calculating right now to get our game pieces. So, this is your opportunity to promote something. If you don't feel like promoting, you can recommend. If you don't feel like recommending, you can uh, do whatever you want. Okay, light calculating. Well, while Bridger is doing light calculating, I guess I'm supposed to be promoting. Or recommending, um, my birthday's coming up in early November, and uh, what I wish for the world is uh, everyone to get vaccinated. <laughs> um, I wish. Um, okay, so no, this is not a wish list, Jenny. What are you doing? I don't know why I'm getting so nervous, just monologuing here. Um, but no, um, I, I I would have come back from my tour on the Northeast. I'm obsessed with preppy Northeast culture, truly. Um, and I just discovered there's a, a word called a leaf peep, peeping. People like to leaf peep. I is, didn't know that. Is that like touring the fall leaves? Yes. I would love to do that. Leaf peeping. It's just a very creepy name. Yeah, we don't need to call it peeping. No. But John, John Oliver actually featured a little bit about it where everyone started saying it's leaf peeping season. Just recently, I was like, see, you get it. It's, it's awkward. It's creepy. <laughs> but I, I, I was like, I'm going to name my tour of the Northeast, a mini, the mini tour, a, a le- the leaf peeper tour. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah. People don't know this right now because this, by the time this comes out, the shows would have happened, but I actually ordered myself a 
big stack of fake fall leaves that I'm just going to throw on stage. Oh, that's fantastic. To emphasize a punchline. I feel like that's going to be my new tagline is just a flourish of fall leaves. I hope you kind of get pigeonholed as the fall leaf comedian. <laughs> Isn't she that person who throws leaves on stage? Yeah. You'll have like a residency in Vegas where it's just like all leaf material. I think that would work for you. Yeah, I, I don't want to be pigeonholed. Ten years ago, I did a when I started stand up, I um did a show called Pumpkin, this pumpkin spice show. And it was just literally my whole excuse to make fun of pumpkin spice. But we've crested. We've come back to unironically loving it. Right. So I do love the it. The deep saturation of pumpkin spice jokes about like 2015, I think mm-hmm. kind of we all fell into it. And now it's just part of the world. It is. We've accepted. Anyway, here's how we play gift or a curse. Okay. I'm going to name three things. Yeah. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. Now, be careful. There are correct answers. You can lose the game and people will be furious. Okay. It could uh, devastate your career. So just be careful. What What is your fan base called? Is there a name for your fandom? We don't have, I've never, you know. Uh, the Bridgertons? The Bridgertons. I've never uh, labeled them. Uh, so they'll be upset if I mess up. They will be furious. Okay, got it. Number one, and this one actually I just threw in. It, it was not part of my light calculating because it's an actually excellent suggestion from none other than our producer, Annalise. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I kind of cooked the books and just threw it in. Yeah. Sue me. Gift or a curse. Texts being sent with effects. Do you know these? You know, it's like <laughs> various effects, the confetti, the fireworks, the what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Gift or a curse. Um, it is. I'm so sorry for the one person who does this to me on my iPhone. Um, a curse. And why? Because it's startling. <laughs> it's, it's startling. I don't know if you know this, but I live with zero notifications on. Nothing buzzes. Nothing right. rings. If I want to talk to you, I'd be looking at my phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm on my phone enough that for the most part, I don't miss anything. But right. I don't like the uh, Pavlovian adrenaline rush that we get from you know playing the slot machine on our phones all day and so i don't like those things surprising me if it's a if it's a congratulations good luck or whatever i want to feel the positivity i don't want to be frightened (laughs) you know what i mean i don't want it's confusing because you can do little weird um swooshes like a a text bubble can can blow up like a balloon and explode it's all very violent (laughs) it's all very violent you know, when I when I want to see violence, I want to choose it and I don't want to be surprised. You by want a it. squid game. Exactly. I'm clicking on go play <laughs> squid game commence, but I don't want it to surprise me. That's why I don't see, I don't go to horror movies. Oh, I could do this all day. I could give you reasons for my position. <laughs> well, it's your playful nature. Oh, it is. Jenny. Oh, I hate to I hate to hear it off the bat. You're wrong. I love these things. Look, look, here's my whole thing. When you say you have no notifications, you don't get the buzz, the beep, the bing, the ding. I'm on board with that. 2012, I had a boss who I despise, who was constantly texting and calling me. And I can just pinpoint the psychological turn where I was like, I can no longer handle the phone notifying me of anything. Yeah. Silent everything. Yes. It's very frustrating for a lot of people in my life. I can't get a hold of you. Why didn't you see my text? Because I'm taking care of myself. That's right. Bridger. I'll get around to you when I get around to you. That's right. So I'm fully on board with that. Great. But you're not. The effects. I love, I love a gimmick. You I love, love a gimmick. I love a visual gimmick. I love the fireworks. I actually kind of wish, when you were talking about that, I feel like there should be one where ghosts fly out of the phone at you. Why isn't there like a scary effect or a chandelier falls from the top of the phone? Just a just a, a Phantom of the Opera themed <laughs> set of effects. What I'm asking for a is half white a, mask. Uh, a, yes, a Lloyd Webber <laughs> sponsored uh, text effect. Yeah. Apple. Uh, let's talk. Tim Cook. Get me on the line. <laughs> um, OK, so zero so far, Jenny. OK. All right. Uh, I think they're a gift. Great. We, uh, we sit on opposite ends of this. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But we've had such a good time so far that this little fissure in our relationship, yeah. I don't think is going to be a problem. All right. Uh, number two, this is a listener suggestion from someone named Lindsay. Gift or a curse? Musicians calling new albums projects. Oh, a curse. 
and why? Uh, you know, even the Mindy Project disturbed me for a hot <laughs> second. I love Mindy Kaling because I feel like it's a, it's a, you know, this is before I worked in the biz, but you know, it just felt like the 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 temporary untitled name. Yes, and it's like. I get it. Titles are hard. That's why in journalism, we have headline writers right. who who are different from the, the, the regular writers. And so I, I, I can sympathize with that. Empathize? I don't know which one. <laughs> Whatever the feeling is. But I love you, Mindy Kaling. But Mindy Project, <laughs> you know, the XYZ Project, it, you know, it, it just feels a little lazy. It, didn't, it, does, it feels uninspired. It feels like, is this what is to come? Right. 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 Because the headline, the the title, it's supposed to give you a taste and amuse bouche. Mm-hmm. Right. Of of what the full meal should be. And I don't appreciate that level of um the lack of consideration. You got it. <gasps> They're absolutely. Of course, it's a curse for all the, the reasons side? stated. Also, I feel like it's kind of a symptom of like. Suddenly now musicians, like everyone, you have your thing you do well, but you also have to do 50 other things well. So the musician now has to have it be a visual project. They've uh, got to have it be a, an interactive element. It's like, just make an album and title it and let's move on. I want to yes. listen to your album with a nice title. I don't need it to be a 4D experience. No. Forget it. It's just distracting. Yeah. Focus. We need you to focus. Project focus. is too general. Everybody eye on the prize. Forget the projects. I mean, obviously, it's uh, Kanye West, I think, is kind of leading the charge of all this, inviting everyone to an arena. And suddenly it's just this ongoing nightmare we're stuck in. It's like if it was just an album with the title, we could forget about it and move on with our lives. Instead, it's a never ending project. Yeah, I feel like a project um, should only be used by any artist or creator who is either God or at the level of ego of God and therefore (laughs) Kanye and God. You know what I mean? That's like I feel like that's. That's the your only project. people, because they have such an ambitious vision. We know you're just going to be wandering around kind of this unfinished house for the rest of your life. Yes. And we just, that's who you are. Go for it. And then and the only other times you should use the word project is if you are dating someone you want to fix. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Why would you use it for your album? And any Instagram infographic will tell you to get out of that relationship. That is right. You Pritcher. can't fix him. No. You can't change him. You can't. Why does he do that? You can, you, can, you can love him without losing you. You know what I mean? Right. Thank you. Someone had to say it. Exactly. Okay. You've gotten uh, one out of two so far. This is the final one. Okay. Gift or a curse? Skywriting. A gift. Oh, are you kidding me? Immediately. A gift. And why? I love words. Okay. Okay. Language is beautiful. It's how we connect. It's how I get delighted. Why not delight me when I'm just out and about in public? <laughs> What I love about skywriting is it, um, now that I think about it, it probably does pollute the air, but whatever. (laughs) Um, you know, it's like the chalking, it's like the chalk writing of the sky. Sure. You know, it's, it's give me a fun little message. You know, maybe someone's having a moment where they're proclaiming their love. You know what I mean? Maybe someone decided they needed to, um, I don't know, shame someone. (laughs) In the sky. Let's see shame. I want to see all the deadly sins. I want to see all the emotions. <laughs> it's just another opportunity to get communicated with and be broadcast with. One cannot afford a billboard. It requires a lot of designing and will it work? I don't know. But this is the billboard of the sky and it's ephemeral. I love an ephemeral art. Stand up comedy. Jenny. Oh, <laughs> skywriting is a curse. <laughs> I drove, someone was skywriting a few weeks ago. I drove around the Eagle Rock area for probably 20 minutes waiting for, to find out what it said. It was never clear. They wasted my time. We're polluting the air. What are we doing? You're dragging everyone into your advertising or your big proposal. Now, you bring up the idea of shame. If somebody wants to write in the air, Bridger, you slut. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with that. Oh, hear that? Oh, we're getting some birds. Oh, I hope the mics pick up the birds. They've come for a little evening supper. Maybe it's shaming me. They're like, why are you constantly talking for so long? I hate these human voices. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Okay, well, Jenny, look, skywriting curse. I'm not on board with it. Uh, You know, look, there's something kind of charming and old fashioned about it. But ultimately, 
I feel like it must be so expensive. Yes. And what what are we trying to get across? Uh, and again, that recent experience I had was just so traumatic for me. Yeah. Uh, and for, to what end? It's okay. You know, it's okay for us to disagree because you're very, you're very gentle with it. That's true. And so I don't feel personally offended. I feel disappointed, but okay. not personally offended. Okay. This, you're obviously just upset that you lost the game and that's fine. <laughs> um, okay. Let's answer a listener question. Sure. Let's do it. This is called, I said no emails. People are writing into, I said no gifts at gmail.com. They ha- people have so many problems. It's overwhelming. And so they turn to me and they turn to my guests and then they get advice. This is the uh, this is the one I'm going to read. It says, Dear Bridger and guest, midway through the pandemic, my partner and I moved to Utah. I'm from Utah, so I'm familiar and moved into his parents house until we could get settled and find work. We, li- we lived with them for almost six months and have now moved out. What is a gift we can get them that says, thank you for hosting us, that isn't junk? They are doing a home renovation soon, so anything too big will just be something else they need to move. Thanks for your help, G, the letter G. Greg, Gary, Gloria, God only knows. God only knows could be the first name. That's a good point I make. Um, What does G get these in-laws? That they were staying with for six months. Six months is a decent chunk of time. They've just renovated. Or they're about to renovate. Yes. I, you know, I did light renovations before I moved into my house this year. Right. And I really relied on delivery food because it was my kitchen being done. Oh, of course. So if you want to get like a delivery gift card, I think that's probably useful. So it doesn't take up too much space. Right. Um, we also did rely on a hot plate that I had, an induction hot plate. Right, right. Um, also a really, you know, hefty sort of toaster oven broiler, air fryer. Um, So if there is a small appliance, like like an air fryer or, um, or a, uh, you know, induction is great because it doesn't, it's like, doesn't, it won't cause a fire unless if the electrical cord is fine. I'll find a way. (laughs) That is, now I feel very stupid because my sister just moved into her house. They were renovating this house. And I gave her a gift card to West Elm. They didn't have a ki- they haven't had a kitchen or working oven or anything for weeks. I could have saved them a lot of money with food. No, but th- no, th- yes, but you know, West Elm is still really nice because they're going to be buying furniture. I guess, but practical. I should have thought more practical. She's that's got two pra- kids who are probably hungry. No, that's practical enough. I, 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 I will be here to affirm that gift choice. Okay, I appreciate that. Yes. I like to fish for an affirmation. Same. G, Jenny has given you some excellent advice here. I'm going to say, why not a huge like indoor water feature? <gasps> I a love waterfall. that. Indoor. You're right. Wow. It kind of makes any room it's in kind of humid and gross. Yes. I think that could be nice for the in-laws. They can't say no. When you have two extra bodies in the home, it does make the atmosphere humid and gross. So when you leave, they might miss you. Give them an indoor water feature. (laughs) Make them feel like you're there, mouth breathing, (laughs) while (laughs) even though you're physically gone. I love it. The Utah air is very dry. And it's essentially a humidifier. We're headed into the winter months. Mom and dad-in-law are going to love this fountain that they have to maintain that's kind of growing mold. Yeah, Um, algae. Algae. (laughs) It's kind of like giving them a little pet. Yeah. And why not throw in a pet while you're at it? Guess what? This is what we call a project. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we're closing the mailbag. G, (laughs) congratulations on getting out of mom and dad-in-law's house. I guess maybe not in-laws. You just said partner. You didn't say husband or wife. I hate to assume, but uh, that, you know, when you write into this podcast, I will be assuming things about you and just moving forward. I've deleted your email. You've gotten the answer. (laughs) Go forward with your new life. Jenny, what a wonderful time I've had here. Delightful, playful, gentle, all of it. It's everything anyone could ask for and more. We're neighbors. We're neighbors. We just, you know, chatted. We met. I gave you a gift. We're sisters in sauce. We are. We appreciate a sauce. We'll right. keep the sauce. I'm telling you, you're gonna get you're gonna get a mailbag, uh, you know, over flooded. 
it's, because there's, it's very controversial. There's people who are very upset about keeping extra sauce. Are you serious? Which is that's a clutter, and you know what? you're not going to use it. That's that's just me channeling my partner. It's food. People around the world would love to have an extra sauce. I'm grateful for an extra sauce. See, that's why I think we're going to get along. We're practical. Yep. Listener, keep a couple sauces. You never know when you're going to need them. You might want some ketchup in your uh, glove box. Occasionally, you need a little extra ketchup. Just a little hot car ketchup? <laughs> Just a nice, warm... Look, your car <laughs> breaks down in the middle of the road. You're out there for days. You're... I can't believe I threw away those three ketchup packets. I could have had breakfast, lunch, and dinner with these packets. No, you're right. Actually, now that I think about it, in a survival situation, I'm not, I, I can't disagree with that. Look, we've all lived through a pandemic and we've Ugh. seen the empty shelves. You want to keep the sauces. Listener, hopefully your car hasn't broken down. Hopefully you're not listening to this waiting to be towed. But if you are, uh, I hate to rub in the fact that you threw away all that ketchup and made such a foolish decision. But hopefully you'll learn. Jenny, thank you for being here. I'm excited. Thank you. Listener, we're going to send you off into the world now like a little newborn baby. Go and make some decent choices. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. But I invited you here Thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 